0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict episode 136. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Great deals on high-quality pens with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Harry's an exceptional shave at a fraction of the price, and Hover simplified domain management. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined as always by the Pen Addict himself, Mr. Brad Dowdy. Hey, buddy. How you doing?
1: How we doing? I'm good.
0: Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. too. Yeah, it's, everybody's uh... good.
1: Yeah, it's Monday. It's Panatic Day. I'm coffeeed up. Um, I've been uh, filling the chat room pregame stream with curse words. Um, and so that just means I am ready to roll and uh, knock some heads today, I guess. I don't know.
0: I can think if there's ever a reason enough to join the chat room that people want to hear you curse, they can do that. We do record this show live. If you go to relay.fm slash schedule, you can find out when the show records, and you can go to relay.fm slash live when it does, and you can listen along.
1: Yep, yep. So I've got uh, a few few bits of follow-up and some some recurring theme chit-chat I wanted to get to, if that's good with you for a little bit. I like chit-chat. Chit-chat. Um, With the knowledge that I am uh, going overboard on the field notes here again. We get in these runs we've talked about before where we have these recurring threads over like 3 or 4 episodes and by the time we get to like the second or third episode everyone's t- tired of hearing about the same topic. But we talked about the uh the Starbucks Roastery edition last week um on the field notes, the special one you have right, Mike. Yep. So I talked about how nice looking it was and and really good looking and Last night, I still hadn't taken it out of the package. So I unwrapped it last night to start using one, and I opened it up, and I didn't realize that it had an orange inside cover and an orange dot grid.
0: Yeah, that's what I was talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I just ignored you when you were (laughs) talking. And I just, I didn't put two and two together, right? Like, I didn't see it with my own eyes. I was just like, oh, that's nice. You know, it's a wooden cover, Field Notes. I'm probably not going to use it. I opened this up, and it was like, you know, it was like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction, you know? Yeah. It's like the light just hit my eyes. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. So I wanted to say uh, I'm a little slow on the uptake. (laughs) I apologize to you for uh, ignoring uh, your orangisms on the last show. And uh, this is one of the most beautiful editions I've laid my hands on. Uh, now that I've actually opened it and I'm going to start using it. So, so, uh, that was what I was cow. saying
0: about like the coffee information on the inside, you know?
1: You know, you'd think there'd be two people on this podcast and the other one would pay attention, wouldn't you?
0: Ah, uh, you know, these things happen.
1: Happens, you know, so I, who knows what I was doing, uh, at the time you were talking, but, uh, this orange dot grid, man, that's made for me. So <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited.
0: Orange Orange dot grid sounds like a great domain name for you. I don't know if there <laughs> is a a dot grid a dot grid domain. Let me see if oh, that'd be funny. Such a thing exists. That'd be great. You could get no. like
1: oh, that'd be cool. That would be sold. Uh, dot grid would be sold already if it if it was. And uh, but you could always do Orange dot grid. Yeah. Yeah. No, it but, doesn't uh, look
0: like there is a, such a thing.
1: Oh, uh, they they need to step up. I mean, they have dot plumbing, right? So
0: exactly.
1: Yeah. So uh, one more, one more quick uh, field notes uh, thing, and this is this is the big uh, crossover field notes link. Mike, did you see this link I put in about the new Punisher? Uh, I don't know if this is a comic or graphic novel. Did you see this? No, I haven't seen this. So, field notes. Um, there's a group called It's Tactical that's always done um, their own stamping on their field notes, and they sell them through their website. It's always been a thing. I mean, for years and years and years, It's Tactical has always done. Um this and they're kind of well known for their logo the field notes it's tactical notebook made the cover of the punisher comic book that was released this week
0: wow it's insane
1: i mean it's literally the exact i mean it says right there on the front cover of the punisher it says field notes and it's got the it's tactical logo which is the skull and a shield kind of a looking thing how crazy is that
0: that the 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 writer or the artist or some yeah, probably the artist must be a field notes user, right? Must be. Maybe it's somebody not even... sent it to them because it has a skull on it. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, he probably you know talks with some of the its tactical people about the you know weapons and gear and stuff that they use. You know, as he's writing the the yeah. comic, I'm just you know that's pure. Uh, make believe on my part but it's right smack in the middle of the cover I mean it's not even hidden it's not like you see a corner of it um, I thought that was pretty insane that's a that's a big deal so I, I just I mean not really much to say about that except how cool is that
0: that is awesome that is really sweet <laughs> yeah. I love seeing things like that
1: yeah yeah so um, th- that uh, I-, I wonder if it shows up again uh, uh, in the pages I will not uh, we'll have to see so so I put together the show notes last night, and I put in all these things I want to talk about, and then I check it right before the episode today, and, you know, you, you've usually added things, and then I'm looking at this one entry you made, and I'm like, did I not delete this from, like, six months ago? So do you have a confession to make, or what what's going on here? All I see is Mike's missing pen, and I'm like... I'm pretty sure we covered this already. Did we uh, Do we have another issue, Michael?
0: Well, do you remember last week I mentioned that my ink had gone missing?
1: Yes, that's I... right. You were looking around the room.
0: It has not shown up. Are you serious? Yeah, nobody has seen it. So I don't know where it's gone, and I fear it's missing.
1: Have you uh, taken apart your uh, rucksacks? Yep. And backpacks? Yep. And that's where I usually find them, because I switch between bags sometimes and i'll find one um you know months later in a backpack that i didn't never transferred out oh that really sucks
0: there's there's a certain someone very upset in the chat room right now
1: yeah it's like the uh it's the a thousand emoji workflow um sort of is hitting our chat room window
0: right now mr Uh, dan trust me dan nobody is is more upset than i am about this because it's it you know it was it's the the one with the with the retro 51 refill so it's my favorite of the two as well
1: yeah so it's the roller roller version
0: yeah so i've been using the fountain pen uh because i have that in my in my bag so i've Mm -hmm. been using that when i've been out and about to try and make up for a little bit but um i've picked up the Twisby 540 roc again and that's sitting next to me as my show notes pen at the moment Nice. I thought I needed to try and do something to try and make me feel better because I was using a retro fifty-one and it was kind of making me feel a little bit sad that I'd lost the ink, <laughs> you know, because oh, it was kind of just like reminding me that it's gone and I don't know where it is. It could still show up. Like I, I cannot work out how it's gone missing because it doesn't leave my desk and I am like as sure as I can be that I didn't take it anywhere because. My 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 topo bag has pens in it always. So right. and it has a it has a retro fifty one in there, and it has the ink fountain pen in there. So I wouldn't have taken the ink with the retro fifty one right. with me anywhere when I went away for the holidays. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where man. it's gone, man. But it's 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 making me sad. And like, sad. I'm asking everyone in my family, and everyone's like, no, no idea.
1: So. um you need to put that on Craigslist or put some signs up around the neighborhood or the coffee shop or something. Lost pen.
0: Have you seen this pen? It looks just yeah. like this one, but the inverse.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Reward.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, That's I'm really sad. I'm really bummed out about it. I'm really bummed I, out about. It.
1: I can tell you're really bummed out and I'm getting more and more bummed out for you. So uh yeah, that stinks. I I hate when that happens. It rarely happens to me. It's happened from time to time. Um but not on something that like, like I super love. Like I know you how much you love that pin and that just makes it really really difficult. So that sucks. I feel for you, buddy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So uh
1: So it'll it'll turn up in like a year in just some random place.
0: Yep. I mean I've and been uh, it's just like look, I've just I'm doing it now as well like I'm just looking around.
1: <laughs> it's like that lost dog. It's like I'm pretty sure it's here somewhere.
0: Every time I think about it, I go crazy about it. <laughs> yeah, now I'm like under the desk yeah. somewhere. And, uh. Yep. And I know right. if it, when it does show up, it's gonna be like, oh my god, it was under my keyboard. You know that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I literally oh, just picked be... up my keyboard to check. By the way. <laughs> was it there? No, uh, you would have you Duh. would have known if it was, buddy. Duh.
1: Man, that's terrible. I think we should uh. uh have a like a in memoriam at the end of this episode, play, like play a little song, little bagpipes, um, for your ink. What do you
0: think? I, think, I think we might have to, man.
1: <laughs> All right. Speaking of ink, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your mind off of the, off of your ink. Um, I have a correction from last week. Um, I was mentioning the new 2015 Lamy AL star in the orange and they were selling, uh, orange ink cartridges to match it yeah. and uh right after the show everyone let me know that last year's coral safari also had a coral special edition ink that they oh, sold okay. with that and i remember once people started uh pinging me that i i realized yep absolutely but um that's that's cool i i'm glad that they do that little extra thing for these pins because lami actually releases a lot of special editions kind of like retro 51 you know there's like if you miss one, you know, just wait a few months and there'll be another one you can you can pick up. So anyway, just I thought I wanted ye- I remember, wanted to make that correction.
0: So I remember a bright yellow one.
1: Oh yeah, I have that one. That was that was one of my first fountain pens. Is a um like a chartreuse fluorescent yellow uh safari. That was one of my first fountain pens that I owned. Still have it. Never use it it's sitting away in the closet, but uh, I do have it and uh, every now and then I'll break it out. I, I really love how the Lamy Safari feels um, when I write with it. It's just a good pen. I just never write with it just because of all the other pens I have, but it's very, very enjoyable when I do. And it's one of those pens, I have pens that I actually miss when I don't use them. That's one of them. So kind of like your ink. let's let's get happy for a moment and talk about uh one of our really good friends and uh, we got a, a bunch more to get to
0: let's talk for a moment about our friends over at hover they are the best place to buy and manage domains if a dot grid domain was available that is where I would have rushed to buy orange. Dot grid for brand yeah there's however, gonna be a
1: there's gonna be a land rush
0: i was I was gonna go and buy all of the dot grid domains that were available however none, none not a TLD.grid does not exist. Oh. However, Hover has all of the ones that you would want though. Like if you, they have hundreds of options of TLDs. They used to have, you know, what it used to be, right? They have all of those ones. They have your dot coms, dot cos, dot net, they have dot me, you can go co.uk, dot TV, dot fm, you know, all the standards that you've been used to for years, but they have so many more. They have Oh, like y- you name it, they've got it. You want to get .dot diamond? Maybe you want to get .dot limo. What about .dot x y z? You can get all of these at hover.com. They have all of the top level domains to maybe you know, you know maybe maybe you're looking for .dot business. Maybe you've got some business you want to do. You know, uh, maybe you're looking for .dot fish. Maybe you're a fishing person. And you, you want that kind of thing. I'm just looking through Hover's website right now. There're hundreds and hundreds of options, all at great prices. Really competitive pricing. Hover aren't the cheapest, right? You can go to other places and you can find cheaper cheaper domains. But i tell you what you're not going to get with those people. You're not going to get a fantastic experience, right? You're not going to get a site that's going to take you all the way through without hassling you and bothering you. You're not going to get a company that doesn't email you with stupid promotions, right? Hover don't do any of this. And if you go somewhere else, that's what you're going to find. You go to any other domain registrar, you're going to get a terrible experience. Hover have fantastic customer support. They have a no-hold, no-wait, no-transfer television support policy. They have great email support. This is what you get with Hover, right? This is what you're getting. You're not getting like people that don't care about you and don't ever want to speak to you on the phone. With Hover, you get Whois privacy for free, including with all of their domains. Basically, what this is is it keeps your personal information private. When you register a domain, a bunch of your information gets entered into this database, which people can search on and they can find your information if you don't have Whois privacy. Every other domain registrar that I've ever seen or had ever used before I found the wonder of Hover will charge you extra for this. And this is insane. Why should you have to pay to keep your personal information, like, private? You just shouldn't have to pay for that. Hover believe in that, and they give it to you for free. If you have a bunch of domains elsewhere, you can use their valet transfer service. They can basically, you just give them all the information that Hover needs, and they will take all of your domains from other places, and they will bring them into Hover for you for free if you switch them to Hover, which is incredible because you don't get all locked up in the crazy DNS nightmares that these other services want to do to stop you from leaving. Hover are the experts. They know what they're doing. I love them. I couldn't speak highly enough of these guys. They're fantastic supporters of what we're doing at Relay, but more than anything else, they have a great product. If you are looking to buy a domain name, go to hover.com. If it's your first purchase over at hover.com, you can get 10% off if you use the code SPACECREDITS, all one word. (laughs) That will also show your support for this show. You know, If you've used them to buy a domain in the past or you used them to buy another one, you may be an existing customer, tweet at them as well. Say that you heard about them on this show. That will really help us out. Uh, However you want to tell Hover, if you use the code, let them know on email, social media that you know about them from the pen addict. It will really help us. Thank you so much to Hover for supporting this show and for helping us out at AFM.
1: That's awesome. Space credits space credits so i i don't want to take credit this the space credits thing is something that i keep saying over and over ed jelly gets full credit for the term space credits i just want that to be uh on the record so um people uh credit that uh to me um and it was actually ed jelly blew our mind uh, one time when he was on the uh, on our show and uh that refers to uh that uh paypal account where you keep kind of the fun money and those are your those are your space credits so uh and that has stuck and uh it's a it's a brilliant term so all right our our uh our label mate michael mr stephen hackett um our friend and uh cohort here at relay fm he had a post on his 512 pixels blog that we will have in the show notes at relay.fm slash pen slash 136 um the title of the post is called on paper notebooks in a digital world and steven's an actual he's a he's a paper convert as of a few years ago um carrying you know a field notes book or any or some type of memo book with him and he just did a short post on how he files and sorts and scans and does does some of the stuff he's done this before and he's just kind of done an update on uh, his field notes i wanted to put that in there and send that his send uh send you guys his way to read this post um it just shows how he how he goes through things and i i failed a little bit at this system but it's always one of those things that i want to do um i don't know if you're do you we've talked about scanning before and we've talked about like doxy flips and and things like that do you still scan notebooks or have you ever gotten into like a heavy scanning notebook archival workflow type of thing
0: I have scanned them and I have a stack of five here waiting to be scanned, but that gotcha. stack has been growing quicker yeah. than I've been scanning. The best thing about Steven's post is just to look at the image of his Field Notes covers. I just yeah. love the way they look.
1: Yeah, I totally, I maximized that and like went through all of them and um, it was just fun to look at, you know, the, the worn images of the covers. He does a full cover shot front and back um, as the cover image for that file. Um, it's pretty sweet pretty sweet
0: yeah so that's something marks if you can guess every edition you know
1: Ooh, yeah yeah don't get me started on that now i'll start looking but um yeah super cool post um by steven uh go check it out for sure um something that just popped in our feeds literally 30 minutes before the show mike i'd say
0: Mm -hmm.
1: was um an interesting item on the was it on amazon uh the UK
0: Amazon store? Amazon.co.uk. This came to us from Ben Weil mm-hmm. on Twitter. Basically, at the moment, you can get a capless fountain pen fine. Uh, it's a pilot vanishing point. Exactly. Um, it's known as the capless in other markets. Like in the yes. UK, it's called the capless. Uh, you can okay. get it for, for £54 at the moment, which is incredible for a price. Uh, I don't really know who's selling this like what well, it says it but i don't know these people but like yeah. they they're doing like you can kind of see like customers have viewed this also there there are a bunch of different places that you can pick one of these up for it's a great price if you're looking for a vanishing point and you're in the UK so i would definitely check it out
1: yeah so um just you know top of the head conversion that's probably like around 100 dollars us which is way cheaper than you can get a vanishing point for yeah um normally they're usually 140 it's about the going rate, and they rarely go on sale. Um, yep,
0: it's 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 hard to find a pen that is cheaper to buy in sterling, like yep. than, than it is to get it converted from from dollars. Uh, yep. And this is one of them.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, that's very cool. I, th- I I I did the same thing you did. We both did. Whoa, that's a great price. Um, when we saw that uh, come through our feeds. Yep. Um, on the flip side they not a great price. Um, it looks like the esterbrooks are becoming available. Oh. Ugh. Mm. They're um Farney's pens, which I actually just used for the first time uh, about two weeks ago. I bought the Mont Blanc JFK ink. Um, I got a sample of that, and we'll be talking about that more because it's a really great ink. That's the only place I could find the... that has it.
0: I think I've got a Retro 51 from these guys before. Yeah.
1: They're a really well-known um pen store. They're... Very popular, been around for ages and ages. This Esterbrook thing doesn't have anything to do with them at, at all. They just happen to. This is where Estabrook is pointing now. The the new Estabrook that we've talked about in the past um, is pointing people saying, hey, Farney's pens now carries this pen. They don't have, Estabrook does not have them on their site yet. But what made me want to talk about this is, number one, I've had some emails. Hey, have you done any follow-up on Estabrook? And I hadn't. And B friend of the show uh Anthony York tweeted me saying he just got banned from their Facebook page.
0: <laughs> wow. Which is doing? always
1: fun. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask him, but I it it's just typical. It's it's how they're running their stuff, so you you're forewarned. Um is all I can say, you know. These Esther Brooks in my opinion are ugly. overpriced. But the biggest problem I have is the way the people that own the company are handling themselves. What they do is, they the first sentence in every thing about the pen, their new pen or their new product. Um, let me just say the the regular fountain pen is seventy dollars. The high end one, that silvery one, is three hundred and fifty dollars. And they have a rollerball that's sixty or sixty five. I
0: think. I can't um, work out how you jump from seventy to three fifty. Yeah. Well, what not the way that these look. Of? Apparently it's made from solid sterling silver, which has been hand etched of a unique check pattern and hand polished.
1: Yep. yep. Available okay. with a
0: German iridium silver plated nib medium.
1: Um, yeah. If they need me to hand polish anything. You know, let me know. <laughs> so, here's my biggest problem. Everything you read from these guys pumping out about this pen. It says, Estherbrook, comma, America's original pen company since 1858, comma, and then carry on. These pens are not made in the U.S.
0: How do you know that?
1: Because they won't answer the question, where are the pens made? <laughs> That's
0: a good enough reason. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm poking you. I, I want to I hear what you're saying here. You know?
1: It's so simple, Mike. So simple. Hey, where your pins made? We are proud to have our pins made in the U.S.
0: Well, you'd say that, wouldn't you? Yeah.
1: Never, ever, ever. And they—I'm guessing that's why Anthony got kicked off their Facebook page. I left them a message a long time ago. Last time we—last uh, time I yelled about Estherbrook, and they never answered it. I don't know if again eventually got deleted. I didn't care that much because. They just annoy me. Um, it's super frustrating to see a comp- company handle themselves in this manner. And it there's not many things that bend me out of shape than, than actions like this. It doesn't have to be this way. But um, they're obviously um, trying to... I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to do, to be quite honest. They're trying to re... Re uh, re relaunch this brand. They're just really bad at it. So, anyway, that's my Estabrook rant. And uh, I, uh, you know, more to come. But there, there's no way these pens are made in the U.S. And they just won't answer the question.
0: Who's going to be the first person to buy one? Yeah, like in the circle and um, try it out.
1: I'd be super wary of, of even carrying them, to be perfectly honest. But I'm not a retailer, so. Who knows? I'm sure they're perfectly fine overpriced pens. Yeah, I'm in interested, India. but I also
0: don't feel like I'm the right person to judge it.
1: Yeah. Well, I, it that's, what you you. Yeah, I, that's what you I have me for. Yeah, that's what you have
0: me for. I bought the visionaire, you know.
1: Yeah, way to go. I, what did I tell you, Mike?
0: <laughs> Are you gonna do it? Although,
1: yeah. You you did you did it to uh you did it for the greater good though. hmm You did. I, I will give you that. So um, I will not be buying an Esterbrook for the greater good. There's no way that pen's a $70 pen. So forget that. So, um, All right, let's get to uh, a quick topic here where we want to talk about our stationary resolutions for 2015. Um, we've done this in the past, and we just talk about some things we're either looking at um, to do Um, You know, in the upcoming year, as far as, you know, pens, pencils, paper, things like that go, um, things we want to change, things, um, you know, we want to try. Like in the past, like last year, mine was to use the Hobonichi Techo, and I failed miserably. Um, So, you know, we always, you know, at least we don't spend too much time on these resolutions. I'm not a big resolution guy uh, to begin with, but, um, you know, I've got some ideas on some things I want to do with my pens and paper. And you you want me to go first, Mike? Yeah, do it so my primary goal this year is to consolidate um i've been buying i still buy plenty of pens and i get plenty of pens from vendors and things like that but i really want to thin the herd a little bit and you know not anything aggressive crazy i'm not going to say okay i'm only allowed to own 10 pens i mean i can barely stay under 10 inked pens i'm not going to just own 10 pens um there's lots of pens i want to own there's lots of pens that you know, I own that may not get used for a year, but that I'll never get rid of, you know, like I haven't been using my Parker 51 very much, but there's no way I'm getting rid of that pin, right? It's just one of those cool pins you have. And, you know, every now and then I'll use it. But I think there's room to kind of trim around the edges of some of the pins that I'm not using, um as much right now that could actually go to a better home and you know i could i could sell them or or do something with that i just want to kind of tighten up and i want to be a little bit more patient when i'm buying pins um you know and just not get like a this hair trigger mentality and just like start you know popping the space credits button whenever i see something cool and um you know just kind of take a chill for a minute and figure out where that pen's going to fit in my usage and is it going to have a a, a a primary spot in the overall big picture of my pen collection. Um, so that's kind of the big one for me is to consolidate what I have and be more um, considerate of when I make a purchase, how I'm going to use those pens that I buy. Yeah. Secondly, I want to break through the blue-black ink um, phase that I'm in. And it's not a phase. I mean, it's my favorite ink. So I'm always going to have blue-black pens inked up. But if I have eight pens inked up, I don't need seven of them inked up with blue-black. And that's literally what I have most of the time. Right, okay. There's no point of that, you know? Use a green, use an orange, use a red, use a purple, use a turquoise, whatever. You know, I, I get stuck trying all these different blue, black, and navy inks, and I love them so much, I can't get out of it, so I'm going to have more ink diversity, um, if you will, this year, you know, you're going to see me writing in in more, more ink colors, hopefully, and finally, I think this was the same one as last year, and I failed at it um, as well then, is I need to sketch and draw more, you know, I'm not talking about like creating art pieces like to hang on a wall, but I, I need to get the ideas out of my head on the paper, no matter what they look like. And I've been doing this so far. It's only been a few days. Um, And just, you know, a notebook and just, you know, if I'm listening to music or something like that, I'll just be scribbling little drawings, which I never do. It's a really freeing and releasing um, kind of thing. It's almost like a meditation. Um And I, I did not do that last year at all. And I really want to do that. So that's something I'm actually going to have to force myself. The other two, I think I can just work into my routine. The sketching thing is something I'm going to have to make myself do and force myself and have time. So that's kind of what I'm doing. And um, those are those are kind of my, my plans for 2015.
0: Explain the sketching thing to me a bit more. Do you mean like sketching out ideas or just like sitting and scribbling like t- to like you know, when you're on the com- uh, conference call or something.
1: Yeah, so it's both. I actually have, like, this one page. I Everything I, I – it's, it's kind of doodling and sketching, if you will, at the same time. Like, I have, you know, just one of the knock notebooks I have right here. On this page, I have, like, a backpack design that I'm working on. So I'm playing around with that. But then also at the, um, at the same time, I was listening to a song um, called Whiskey Bottle by Uncle Tupelo. Which is one of my favorite songs, and you know, I drew out like imagery of some of the lyrics in the song, just to kind of, you know, that's like two separate things. One is like, okay, let me sketch out some product ideas, or just goof around with some product ideas and see what see what happens, see what ideas I get, and then secondly, let's just you know, really just kind of do something different and uh and play around, you know, like I did that little Aaron Draplin sketch the other day that I posted oh, on yeah, Instagram. I like that. I like yeah, that, that came. Actually, that was fun. Yeah, that came out of, that. I wasn't sitting to draw Aaron Draplin. I was like, well, let me draw a hat and then a beard. And I was like, holy crap, that looks like Aaron. <laughs> it was just, you know, that kind of stuff. You know, I need that expression a little bit more. So it, it's something that's inside me that I have to get out. And that's a huge, huge challenge for me. Uh, more so than like journaling, like than, you know, sticking with a a, a daily planner for a year. The sketching is much harder for me to um to actually accomplish something. So.
0: Maybe you should sketch in a daily planner, therefore you have to do it every day. What about, yeah. like, you could, like, cross those streams?
1: Well, it's actually, um, I did get the idea a little bit from Patrick Rohn, who, in his techo, every day he puts in a little mini sketch, you know, just of something. So he's, like, committed to doing it. Um, and I, I kind of got that idea, because I kind of sketched, like, him. My sketches are, like, really, really small, um, like, footprints, you know, like on this one page and a three, three and a half by five and a half notebook, I've got like probably six or seven different images. You know, I, I do that stuff like really, really small. So anyway, so that, that's what I'm working on.
0: Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Right. I have, a, I have a, I have a few of my own, uh, but before we do that, how about we thank our second sponsor for this week's episode? Yeah, that'd be great. The holidays are over and now's the time to start fresh and start making smarter decisions and you can do this with our friends at Harry's. Many of us are thinking about what we're going to do Differently in 2015. Maybe you're thinking about going to the gym. Maybe you want to eat healthier. Maybe you want to draw every day. Well, why not start giving a bit more love and attention to your handsome face? It's time to make the smart switch to Harry's. Harry's have high quality German engineered blades that are crafted for sharpness and precision. We're talking half the price of big name drugstore brands with none of the hassle that you have to go through to buy them. These are blades that are great quality you don't overpay anymore and they get delivered to your door. That is like a perfect mix right there. Harrys.com was started by a couple of guys who were passionate about creating a better shaving experience. It reminds me a bit about, like, you know, Brad and Jeff. They're a couple of guys that, that love what they love and they wanted to make something. So they did it in the way that they wanted to. And this is something that the guys at Harry's have done too. They have created products that look fantastic. I have a Harry set of my own and I love the way, that, like, the classic design of the, the blades and the handles and stuff like that. I just love how it looks. It just harkens back to, like, a simpler time, which is quite nice when you're doing something which is so, like, um, it's so old school shaving because you know if you're doing it with a blade because it hasn't really advanced that much you know you've got companies like Gillette that are throwing all kinds of things on there you know like 25 blades and 16 aloe vera pads but it's (laughs) still like effectively the same thing it's a razor blade on your face like that's pretty much the same and like their products really kind of kind of signify that and I I quite like it And, and you know as well of course the products feel great on my skin I love the way the, the gel feels, I, I love their foaming shave gel, which is like this little gel and you kind of rub it in your hands and it turns into this big foam, which is really interesting. I, I like the way that it looks, but they have that great smelling stuff. It's, it's all It's all great. You know, they bought this factory in Germany that has been crafting some of the world's highest quality blades for almost a century. They saw this. They saw what these people were doing and they wanted it, so they decided that they would buy the factory and cut out the middleman, and that's how they can give you their great, blade, great blades at a great cost. The starter set is just $15. This includes the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shaving cream or foaming shave gel. Shipping is free, so you don't have to worry about the price jumping up when you get to the checkout screen. Go to harrys.com. And they will give you $5 off if you use the code PENADDICT with your first purchase. That's harrys.com and the code PENADDICT. Start shaving smarter today with Harry's. Thank you so much to Harry's for, spon- for sponsoring this week's show and helping us out at Relay FM.
1: So, not only am I a Harry's customer, and I was a, we've spoken about this, I was a Harry's customer before they even started sponsoring our show or shows on the network. Uh, My wife is now a Harry's customer too, because I I bought, yeah, I bought the, um, the last time they sponsored was before Christmas, and they had those new handles. Um, They had kind of like this icy blue one. so I bought that to upgrade my uh my orange acrylic one and when it came in I was like, you know, I think uh I think my wife would like uh, one of these so I let her pick and she picked the new icy blue one and uh we are now both Harry's customers and uh very happy about that as well. So Yeah, it's good.
0: something you know, I definitely focus on the man aspect because that's my my mindset and and mm-hmm. obviously they they kind of focused around it. They like that they make their blades like t- tailored to tailored to that. And there mm-hmm. are different considerations to think about for women. Sure. And my understanding is that they are looking at it, but mm-hmm. obviously they can be used for both. You know? Totally.
1: Yeah, she loves it. Very good. Huh.
0: That's really cool. I like yep. that. Yep. So we should probably talk about my my uh stationary resolutions. We should have given them a snappier name than that, I think.
1: <laughs> well, yours, your I'll I'll go ahead and help you out. Number one, find the ink.
0: Well, that is actually on there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we should have had a. Yeah, we've done this for three or four years, and we we've never had anything besides stationary resolutions for the name. So maybe the chat room can help us out with that.
0: Yeah, we can we can think about that for next year. One of my resolutions is to find my missing ink. Yeah. Um, what I haven't got on there this year, which I've had in previous years, like kind of kind of related in name, is to try out more inks. Like I'm just I'm not really interested in it anymore. Mm. I've ended up being I'm not really an inks person. Right. So much. I I like what I like. So one thing for me is I need to buy less notebooks.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh man, that's like totally obvious and I didn't even think about that. (laughs) I I
0: have too many already. I'm looking at like, you know, I'm running out of space to store these things. (laughs) And I'm buying more and people send me more. You know, I had the great listeners of this show are always sending me stuff. What, did I, amazing, tell you right, I love what did
1: I tell you? Right before the show started.
0: I know. Yeah, th- th- there's, I've got another another book on the way. <laughs> I, I said, need hey, to I'm stop you some notebooks. Yeah. So if I renew my field notes subscription, which I'm pretty sure I will, I'm not going to buy extras unless it's like super special, but it has to be really special, you know. And I'm not buying any until they at least arrive, because what I've been doing for so many times, I think this in like the last maybe year or two years, the only books I've not done it for is the Ambition Edition. I've mm-hmm. bought more of every pack before they've even arrived. I need to stop doing that because my next resolution is to use more notebooks. I am not using them anymore. Like, yeah. Well, let me rephrase that. I use them, but I'm not using them at the same rate. I would go through a field notes book, a single book, maybe every three weeks when I was at my day job. Mm. I am currently not doing that. I don't know what uses to use for my b- notebooks. I use the larger field notes which I have next to me all the time when I'm recording the shows and I take down notes for edits and stuff like that. And I do use that, but I go through one and, like, it takes weeks to go through because I, I use uh, one page for, like, three shows sometimes because there's not really a lot for each show. Yeah. You know? Right. So I, I need to find new uses. I mean, I always I always have a field notes, like, in my bag. And when I'm at my desk, I always have one. And when I'm on phone calls, I take notes. But I don't have enough phone calls even. Can me give your phone number? Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have like business calls and stuff. Like I'm looking at this one book here. I have two pages left in it and I started it oh, I can't even see because uh Oh, I started it in in October. hmm Right? And it's just been sitting by my computer. And then I have a couple that I keep in my topo, which I take when I go co working and I had a call today, so I used one page. Like I need to find more uses for for notebooks. Maybe this is a similar thing to you. I need to think about that a little bit more. You know, like sketching or something. But right. I don't know when I'd do that. I think I need to 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 stop uh, feeling like I need to write everything into a digital system because it's yeah. searchable and 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 backed up and syncable, right? That's where I'm putting a lot of these notes, and so maybe I don't need to do that, or maybe I shouldn't do that. The other thing, which is something that I was thinking, oh, what can my resolutions be? And then I had, like, another thought. What could help me use this stuff more? I want to start thinking about a perfected EDC. Okay. I want to start thinking about what, what do I want to have on me? Like, so obviously it would be a field notes, but I'm thinking, mm. like, what is the EDC, the everyday carry, sorry for people that, that don't know. What is the everyday carry pen for me? And I, I wanna go back to thinking about that a little bit more.
1: Yeah. I like that. That's that's something uh we should do an episode on that. Yeah, um, and I'm
0: thinking, like, you know, what do I put it in? And I've got all these great knock products that I don't mm-hmm. use enough. And I'm thinking like, let me think about this, like what can be a really good everyday carry setup? that I can use. And I'm thinking like wider than this as well. Cause I need a new wallet. Right. Right. So oh no, <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't have said it. I shouldn't have said yeah. it. Uh, but yeah, guys, I need a new wallet. Help me out here. I need a new wallet. Um, so, you know, I'm starting to think about a bunch of these things. Like, you know, what is, what is the everyday carry scenario for me? Like, what, what are we looking at? And uh, that's something I want to start thinking about this year.
1: All right, so I'm writing this down for EDC episode sometime. It's probably not going to be very soon.
0: Cuz we've uh, done stuff like this before. Sure. But we've I've done, never you Do know, you have bag like ups an, and carries? Do you have like what you consider to be like an everyday carry kit, like a small one for pens and stuff? Probably not, not right, because really. yours is quite large, isn't it? So this is what I'm thinking, yeah. maybe maybe we both need to think about
1: this. I know that's what that's why you've got my uh, my brain uh, working on this because I think that is something I need to work on yeah totally TM 23
0: in the chat room has just asked the question that if I don't answer now I'm gonna get a, a quadrillion people ask me this question yeah just what go am ahead. I looking let's, for in a wallet so yeah let's uh, have this
1: clarification now yeah. so we'll cut down the uh the, the emails
0: I carry cards I maybe carry five to six cards right and a few business cards um I like something that you can put notes into, mainly because I keep things in the notes pocket. Like I keep notes that are important to me. Like not money. Like paper notes, like, you know, little I don't know what you call them. Memory notes. things. Uh and I keep my glasses cleaner in my wallet. I don't care and I don't want somewhere to put coins. Okay. That's pretty much it.
1: Are you a front pocket or back pocket, carry? That's an back, important question. Back
0: right pocket. That's where it's going to go. Back right pocket.
1: Okay. All right. So we'll work on that. We will work on that.
0: Um, I'm sure you guys will. This is what I love
1: <laughs> you for. Yep. Yep. And uh, I'll, uh, I need to take a better picture of my wallet because I always get comments on it. Mine's uh, uh, from our friend Keegan at One Star Leather. It's a, a front pocket wallet um, that fits me just perfectly. To, you know, maybe look at what Keegan offers because um, he makes some larger back pocket styles too. So just something to think about. All right, so I want to go to one more topic here before we wrap. And it's about a topic we've touched on several times, but the questions keep coming up about it, and that's good. I, I like questions about this, and that's about handwriting. So I made a post on... Um, what day was this? Friday. And I actually did it um at a random time. I usually post things at eight in the morning. Um and I'd already had a post for that Friday, was doing a giveaway. Um But this is something that I just um opened up a text editor and started uh started writing because I wanted to to put this put this down and I had a change in my handwriting style last year. Not in my style, but I changed from time to time how I do specific letters and numbers, Mike. Um, It's just one of those weird things that I've always done. If I get tired of a letter looking sloppy, I'll practice and change it and make it a new form. So last year, um, I was writing 2014 a bunch, um, and I got tired of the closed top four, so I converted myself to the open four. And that actually takes time to do. That's a muscle memory thing, and... It takes a good, good bit of time to do that, and I finally got it. You just have to practice and, you know, just write a bunch of fours and keep doing it over and over again, and and then they'll, the old style will slip in less and less, and the new style will become more prevalent until it's about 100% of your muscle memory to write that new style. So I wrote this post about it, and about how I've always done this for about 20 or more years, um making changes practicing new letters and then you know the comments and questions about this kind of blew up so i wanted to just talk about it a little bit more um there's a lot of people in the same boat that i wrote down their comments and i just wanted to kind of uh touch on that if that's uh that's okay with you yeah i'd love to so the main question i get is how do you make it better and you know the the easy thing right now would be to like really knock on you mike for your handwriting but i'm not going to do that
0: thanks buddy i appreciate that
1: Mm -hmm. no problem no problem you're welcome (laughs) so the there is no easy way to change your handwriting just like everything else you have to put in the time i wrote about how i would get a legal pad and a pen that i liked and I would just fill line after line, mostly of a single letter or a single number, not a full alphabet, right? That's too much change every letter. So if I wanted to change how I did my A, for example, my lowercase a, instead of a circle and a line down, you know, I wanted to have kind of like that open top A. So you would just get you a pen and just start writing A's all the way across the page, line after line after line after line, and then change to something else, because you're gonna need to practice that in reality when you are writing and see if it sticks and things like that, and just kind of refine the shape. And it's totally muscle memory, and that's where that time is gonna, you're gonna have to put in that time. So what I did to put in that time, I, I wanted to have like an architectural style um, handwriting so I, I was in a drafting job so I'd look at blueprints and I'd say oh I really like how this a looks and then I just copy it over and over I'd go home at night and just write and write and write at my kitchen table um, letters you know that's what I that's what I did for fun back then you know just all over and over and over again so and then eventually that becomes an entire alphabet you know you figure out which ones are poor And you work the hardest on those. And some come real easy. Some come very difficult, like a G. Gs are generally pretty hard to get uh, right. And yet, like um, Mikey's talking about in the chat room, these things are digital now. You know, you get, you know, drafting and design work, um, you know, are done. You don't have to write this stuff anymore, right? There's not a lot of handwriting going on. So it's, it's kind of a lost art. And my handwriting now is so poor compared to what it used to be when I really practiced this all the time. I don't sit down and do that anymore. Um, so if I could give everyone just a couple of quick pointers, it's one, it's find a style that you like. that, And you're gonna have to put in the time to mimic that style, whether it's a full alphabet or a single letter. And we'll have a couple of links in the show notes. Uh, Stephen Brown has a YouTube video out there. And um, there's also an architectural writing video series, which I actually don't like his style, but the way he works through it is actually very good on shows how he practices. He also uses a ruler, which I really don't like. Um, That's not practical for non-architects, but you can go through the, you can see the process um, in his practicing. So pick a style you like and just start mimicking those letters. Two... You need to understand that the pen you use is going to affect how your letters look. For me, my letters look the best if I use a squared-off nib, like a cursive italic nib, or a stub nib, or a art or drawing-type pen, which doesn't bleed and leaves a very sharp line. Those are the two pens that I use to practice the most with. That's how I want my lettering to look. Um... And that's it. I mean, you you're just gonna have to put in the time. It's all about the practice and repetitiveness, and eventually, just works its way into your muscle memory. So, I don't have an easy answer for this, um, but I do want to go through you know some of these comments I got and, and touch on that and see if you know maybe I can help out a, a couple of people because this always comes up. Um, but since we talked about you know what pins we use. How about we talk about our last sponsor of the day who uh happens to have some really really good pens
0: our friends over at the pen chalet are back to sponsor again these guys sell authentic amazing rollerballs fountain pens ballpoints mechanical pencils and so much more from all of your favorite brands like pelican lamy pilot namiki kawako sailor and many, many more. They have great reliable service, very fast, very quick at getting back to you, and they have great shipping stuff too. They have free shipping on orders of over 50 bucks in the continental United States. They also have reasonable shipping rates to all international destinations too. They run special discounts all the time and they have super special discounts for pen addict listeners, which I'm going to tell you about in a moment. And as well as all the brands that I mentioned earlier and all the types of pens that they sell, the Pen Chalet also sell pen carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pen converters and so many more. They also have a bunch of limited edition pens and stuff that you're going to find just over on the Pen Chalet because they're cool like that. Pen Chalet has low prices on high quality pens and, and they offer a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So go to penchalet.com that's p-e-n-c-h-a-l-e-t.com, com and use the code penaddict. It's going to get you 10% off your order. But what you want to do to find some of our special offers this week, so you can use Pen Addict on anything in the store at the checkout screen, you're going to get your 10% off. But you want to go and check out the special offers that we have, if you go to the Pen Chalet website, penchalet.com and you see, you just click the podcast link right at the very top it's going to take you to a page as you you enter the code penaddict there and it's going to show you a bunch of super special offers there's a ton of offers this week just for penaddict listeners i want to talk about a couple of them so they've got the field notes ambition memo notebooks they've got them for 627 after you with a sale price and then after you use the coupon as well and um, What about the Kavecos? They have a few different Kavecos. They have the Classic Sport, the Ice Sport, and they have the Deer 2 as well, all on sale. They have a Lamy 2000, which you can grab for $134.33, which is fantastic. Great pen. Love that pen. Retails at $199. Anything caught your eye there, Brad?
1: Yeah, so before the episode, Mike told me that Pen Chalet is sponsoring, and he told me not to go look at the page until it was time for the ad read because we don't have one pen. Like we sometimes with Pen Chalet, we feature one pen plus all these extra deals. Well, this time we just have uh, Ron has just added things into our regular deals page at the the Pin Addict uh, specific page. So Mike told me not to look at them until he brought this up. The first thing, first thing I choked on was the field notes thing. Uh, that Field Notes Ambition, the current ad- colors edition, $627 for a three-pack of those. That's uh you're not gonna find a better price than that. It's 30% um, off. Yeah. Uh the Kaveco Dia 2. Um it's uh 9788, which is a really, really good pen. I compared it to the uh Pelican M205. Um, although it's not a, a piston filler, just in the feel and look and style of the pen. And there's one pen on here that might fit a lot of people's needs and I consider this what's the best way to put it a play pen. This is a pen you get and you fidget with and you know you just kind of mess around with it's not gonna be like an all day everyday writer but that's the noodler's ahab fountain pen. What that is is that's a steel flex nib pen and for $14 you're not gonna find a cheaper pin than that. Now, I'll be upfront and honest. Noodlers does have some, have some quality control issues with these pins, and people are, have to take them apart and put them back together again, but that's what this pin's for. Um, it's for learning um, how to... <laughs> it might give you a problem, and you're going to learn how to take it apart and mess around with it. Um, these nibs are swappable with other pins, and for 14 bucks, I mean, it's not like you're losing anything here if it's you know all of a sudden you hate it um but a lot of people want a um inexpensive flex nib pen this is your one your noodler's ahab fountain pen so um i wanted to point that out um as that's not something i've even noticed uh ron have on the site before so that's very very cool
0: so it's a bunch of fantastic stuff that you can grab for yourself over at penchalet.com thank you so much to penchalet for the continued support of this show we love those guys.
1: Love them. Very cool. I'm going to have to go back and uh, dig through that a little bit more. Um, so back on the handwriting thing, you know, this is something I could do post after post after post and videos of. I mean, this just never, people really can't get enough information on how to kind of, um, you know, work on improving their handwriting. So let me let me go over a couple of the comments that uh, people made about, you know, this post and just about handwriting in, in general. And... This, a lot of it's just to show that it makes me feel good that I'm not alone in my insanity for these little minor tweaks that I do that are like super important to me. So Charlie D on one of the, uh, the comments in the, the blog post says, over the years, I've made a number of transitions to my handwriting, started putting a cross on my sevens, mostly a stylistic choice, changed from a round lowercase a to one with the cap, which I've done too, legibility and confusion with lowercase o's started putting a slash through my zeros, which I've played around with. I love that look, but I have not committed to that yet. Um, a two part capital G, which means you write the C part and then you kind of do a seven over the, the G. I don't know all the exact terms uh, of the, the parts of the lettering. Uh, Anna can uh, fill me in on that, uh, she's a pro. Um, And putting a cap and a foot on my ones. Um. You know, almost everything that he's done here, I've messed around with at some point or do exactly like I do my G's the same way. I do my lowercase A's the same way. And I'm always messing around with something else. Do I want to put a slash through to zero? Um, You know, I mess around with that a lot. So then we had an an architect, a real live architect uh, chime in to the post, uh, Mr. Brian Acom. He said, it's a bit amusing to me that others would want to learn to write like an architect, considering that the sentiment amongst my studio and later my students, while on that forced march, was of pure resentment. So in architecture school, you're forced to learn to write a certain way. says, nothing like being in architecture school and having handwriting homework. We soon learned why it was done that way and learned to love it. It is second nature. I commend your pursuit of the perfect five and your struggles with the four. Although it can be said that the reason we close the four in architecture terms is so it can never be construed for an H. Why, is, I did,
0: th- why, is, um, why is there such strict handwriting in architecture?
1: Because you cannot make a mistake. You cannot have someone read your plans and make a mistake or have confusion about what it's saying.
0: Okay, that makes sense. It feels because like there would be other industries, down. though, right, as well, that, that would be like that. I mean, I'm not being funny, and this is your no, no, joke. No no. I know. But you, no, 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 well, what I'm about to say, you would expect that doctors <laughs> might have the same sort of restrictions, but yet they yeah. are known to have the worst handwriting. So yes. that kind of is surprising to me, in a way. Uh, but who, who am I, who am I <laughs> to speak about that? I can things?
1: agree with that. I can agree with that. And that's why my four was closed at the top because that's how I learned how to do it when I was changing my handwriting. So that was just part of it. He says, he continues, he says, my threes and fives all dip below the baseline into the slug akin to the style from a few centuries ago, and I'd love to be able to effectively change my one into a European-style one that has an up-and-down stroke. So how do, do you? was your one, Mike? What? How do you write a one? Is it just straight line, or do you have like a, a foot...
0: Straight line, unless there's a reason to do it the other way.
1: Unless you're making a point to clear have clarity in that number.
0: Yeah, well, let's say I'm writing—I don't know—I'm writing a one close to an I or an L. Right. I don't know what the reason would be, but yeah. Mikey Reactor said in the chat room, and I'm not sure. uh, He says he's not sure about this, and neither am I. But it would kind of make sense if it's true that doctors are encouraged to write poorly so people can't fake prescriptions but i don't know that seems like an old wives tale to me because <laughs> anyone can write poorly yeah but anyway yeah
1: just get your kid to write it and that'll turn out about the same as a doctor's handwriting yeah so uh uh brian goes on he says so he um uh, talking about this one then he says considering it took me over 5 years to finally get my nine correct and natural I think I'm going to wait for a while to change some of his other letters. But just that's one of the points that hit me. Took him five years to get his to settle on his nine. That's how this handwriting thing is. It's a huge challenge. So even just fixing one letter is just so ingrained in your muscle memory that it took a guy whose handwriting would probably blow all of ours away five years to lock down his nine. So yeah, This
0: this is not nearly uh, enough of an issue for me. I, I can't even, like, you know, obviously for architects and stuff, but I can't, I don't put enough, I don't put any thought into this, you know? Well, that's obvious. About my handwriting. <laughs> Thank you. But it's weird <laughs> to me that even you do. Like, why would you change your four? It just seems like such a strange thing to me to do.
1: I know. And apparently I'm not alone. I mean, that's why we have... This blog and podcast thing because we're all weird this way.
0: It's just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just the
1: dangest thing you've ever seen in your life. It's like, you know, how do we all have this same thought process about the minutia? Um, but that's, I mean, that's why this whole community is so great, and that's why we love everybody and, and everybody so much. So, um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You know, I had a couple other small comments. Like David Ray asked me. You know, in the past, I've always said I've been a tight pin gripper. Like, I really gripped the pen hard. And he wanted to know if I've made any progress in relaxing that. And I have, and that's all thanks to fountain pens, to be quite honest. My angle of attack has changed because of fountain pens. And my grip pressure has changed because of fountain pens. Because the way the fountain pens lay ink on the paper is so different. It allows for that. It allows for that relaxation and to get more of a flowing style, even when you're a printer like me. I mean, if I wrote in cursive, I'd probably have a really, really light grip, but I have to keep some form of pressure because I print. So, because I'm up and down off the page a lot, I can't, the pen can't slip um, between every letter. It would take me days to to write a sentence. Um, But yeah, honestly, using fountain pens and relaxing. Uh, you know, my entire arm and fingers as I grip the pen, it has made a difference. So, um, yeah, and and that's pretty much it. Like I said, we got a couple videos that we'll we'll put in there. um, One from Steven Brown, who uh, everyone who listens to this podcast knows. Um, Definitely check that out because he talks about writing with fountain pens um, in that. So um, it's something I wanted to talk about, something we'll talk about more in the future because it continues to come up, just like a fountain pen 101. How do I clean a fountain pen and how do I make my handwriting better? Those are such recurring topics, and I love them. And uh, you know, I'm happy to help anyone out that I can who has questions about these things because, you know, it's things we're experiencing and things we continue to go through. So it's it's all great stuff.
0: But don't ask me because I can't help you. I'm afraid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Don't uh, yeah, don't ask Mike about the handwriting stuff.
0: Because I'm so. no good.
1: Forward those questions to me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I look forward
0: <laughs> to your new handwriting addict podcast with some other person. Uh,
1: oh my gosh. Yeah. We'll uh we'll get some of the hand lettering guys on uh, one of these days. I, I keep threatening to do that, so we'll have to do that. So because I that stuff fascinates me. Typography in general fascinates me. And then the guys who do the handwriting stuff, um, you know, do the, the large pieces with the the really, really neat handwriting and don't even get me start started on uh, the Master Penman program. Um, that we've, I think I mentioned that in one podcast, you know, in passing, um, with a link before, but there's actually people who's go through this long, grueling process to become a master penman. It's like a really huge deal. It's, it's like the, uh, it's like a Nobel level of writing. There's very few of them. Um, so yeah, see, now you've got me off on a tangent when I was trying to wrap it up.
0: You could totally be a master penman. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that it would take a long time. I'm not even close to what these guys do to pat to, uh, to finalize their exam. Their final exam is they have to draw their own diploma.
0: That is the best thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that is that's, so cool.
1: Yep. I've read a bunch about them because it fascinates me. So it's, it's really neat. And that when you look at so what these mean. guys, when you look at what these guys do, you're like, yeah, that's not normal. This takes, decades of work so yeah it's really great i suggest you uh go look up master penman and uh you'll you'll find some really cool stuff
0: that is awesome that is really cool (laughs) (laughs) okay if you want to find the links for this week's episode you should go to relay.fm slash penaddict slash 136. You'll find your links there. If you want to find us on Twitter, I am at imike, and Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M, and I'm imike, I-M-Y-K-E. If you want to find Brad's great work, you will find more over at penaddict.com. Thanks again to our sponsors for this week, Hover, Hover, Harry's, Hovers. I was going to call them, Hover, <laughs> Harry's, and Pen Chalets uh we'll be back next time with another episode of the pen addict until then say goodbye brad
1: goodbye brad